I don't feel like Vince Petrano. Don't look like him. Who either, amongst and I sure don't does. sound like him. It's Libby Collins, and I'll be here for the next three hours with you while Vince is spending a lot of time with his family on this day after Christmas. He'll be back with you tomorrow. But we've got a lot to talk about today. But before we do anything else, let's check in. Adam, tell us, what was your Christmas like? Are you kind of relieved it's over? That doesn't even begin to describe it, Libby. Uh, I am learning as I get older that Christmas changes from year to year. Long gone are the years where it's as simple as waking up, scampering down the steps, and being surprised by all the wonderful goodies that have magically appeared under my tree. It's now, well, I've got four different families. They all want to see me the same day, and I have to be in five different locations on that day. So it's uh, it's stressful, but I do it because I love it. And I still stand by Christmas being my personal favorite holiday of the year. How was yours, Libby? Well, the, I, you're, you're making me tired just hearing four different families you had to visit? Mm, four different family groups and still one coming oh. up because we're doing a pseudo Christmas New Year's weekend. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you better you better rest up the next couple days because you're going to need it. I, you know, I I like you. I've gotten over the wonderment of Christmas. I really enjoy watching other people. So I like to give a lot of gifts and get their reactions. I, I'm one of those people. If if possible, I want to give it to them in person. Unfortunately, my family is scattered all over the country mm-hmm. so i don't get to see them as frequently as i'd like but we got debbie lazaga here too and debbie how about yeah. you how was your christmas oh it was great uh did christmas eve at my father-in-law's my husband cooked we invited my parents and then christmas day we after church went over to my parents house and did all the gifts and had our usual christmas meal lasagna because, you know, you do. I mean, it's yeah. in the name. Um, but, uh, yeah, we did all the... And we have a brand new baby in the family now. My niece had her baby. And now great Auntie, Auntie Debbie gets to uh, spoil him rotten. Little baby Levi. So, loving it. See, and that's the best part. If Once kids get to that point where they're a little bit more cynical and they don't believe in Santa Claus anymore... It's not as much fun to watch them as the little ones. And you've got that now with a new baby. You're going to experience that for at least the next five or six years in the family where you get to watch and see Christmas through their eyes, which I think if is the most fun kids only realized what it was, what, how that is. You know what I mean? If kids yep. only realize that, yeah, I know you're getting a little older and stuff like that, but it's so much fun for adults to watch this. Exactly. Now, now do you have gifts to return? I do not. This is probably one of no. Actually, last year I didn't return any either. So it's uh, what, it's, if it's something that I don't fit into. Then yeah, but normally I don't really do any returns. And, and what about you, Adam? Anything yeah, you, I kind of lucked out this year too. Uh, most of my stuff is good to go. There was one. One of my cousins gave me a beanie cap, um, which uh, bless their hearts. The thing doesn't even come down to my ears, so it's great at keeping my hair nice and warm, because we all know how important that is. Uh, So that's the only thing. Other than that, I got lucky this year. No need to return anything. I know that's not the norm for people a lot of times, but it is for me this year. Yeah, and, and see, I am one of those people, I have broken my family in very well. Gift cards and books. That's pretty much a safe option for me if you're planning on giving me a gift. I, I was going to say, it's crazy how much 
when you think of gift cards people are spending now, I was looking up some stuff for the newscast today. We're into the billions and billions of dollars that people will spend on gift cards. And then so many people forget about said gift cards. And then you have one in March that expired in January. And you're thinking, well, great. Sorry, Aunt Deborah. I just, I guess uh, I can't use that gift card to uh, Alderaan Coffee because it expired two months ago. Oh, I don't I, love yeah, gift It's not cards, like the though. old days. Because now they call, you know, I mean, we've heard the term Boxing Day. And that's what December 26th is. And, you know, the only boxes we deal with these days are the ones that we take our Amazon uh, packages and put back in the box and get them over to UPS. Uh, but, but way back, way back when, if you look back at Victorian days, the real reason they called it Boxing Day was that was the day they packed up all the food and all the presents that they didn't want, and they'd give them back, and they'd give them to their servants. That's sweet. That's much better than what I thought it was when I was a teenager and a kid when I thought it was, oh, it's a day to fight people. I'm glad I uh, eventually got wiser and learned the true meaning of the holiday. Much celebrated in Canada, which I found out years ago. I have a lot of, my family is from Canada, like extended back. And so learning more about Boxing Day and what it actually means and finding out it's huge in England and in Canada. Oh, well, I mean, that's where it originated, actually, is the Commonwealth. And that's apparently, I, I still think they probably do it. But like I said, this is one of those days that I think a lot of people are headed to the malls. If they, if they have actual things in their hands that people went to the store and bought for them that they're going to take back. Or they're packing them all up and getting them back in the mail so they can get those refunds. Well, we're going to talk about that and so much more today, including getting those credit card bills back in shape. We're also going to take a look at why you should really look at your real estate bill and what you want to look for. Uh, DadCap has uh, had some PayPal and dollar store settlements with the state. We're going to tell you about that. Dr. Mike Zussman is here to talk to you about if you didn't have that Hallmark Christmas that you see on TV and you're feeling down this this morning. Um, Mark Cass is from the Milwaukee Business Journal. He's going to share the top stories of 2023. Matt Miller has some movies you won't want to miss and some you might want to skip. Adam Roberts is here in the newsroom. Debbie Lazaga is in the traffic center. We've got Matt Sasser with sports. Tommy Wartz is pushing buttons. And I'm Libby Collins in for Vince Petrano and Eric Bilstead taking some well-deserved time with their families. It's 614 and 42 degrees at WTMJ. The Christmas shopping season is nearing an end, but some consumers are still spending. They're about to face high credit card bills. Joining us on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline is Shika Narala. She is the Managing Director for Consumer and Small Business Products for the Bank of America. And Shika, does it appear consumers are spending more this year than the past couple? Yes, we are in fact seeing that based on the data we have on our debit and credit cards, we're seeing consumer spending, especially during the peak things giving through Cyber Monday period was up 5% year on year. We're also seeing some notable lifts across key holiday shopping categories such as clothing, cosmetic stores. But the other trend we're seeing is, uh, you know, consumers are spending more on experiences. Um, so this includes uh, travel, air bookings, cruises. They are spending more on event tickets. So those are just some of the things we're seeing this holiday shopping season. That's interesting that you bring up that consumers are spending on experience. 
experiences because even if they put down their down payment now and they even pay off that trip, once that trip begins, they're going to be adding more to that credit card as they go on that experience. Yes, certainly. You know, with travel, once they've made the bookings as they go on the travel, yes, they will be purchasing more for sure. But that's where, again, it's important to kind of make sure they're setting aside a budget for that trip and staying within the budget. Well, also, I'm thinking, you know, you mentioned the clothing category and makeup. A lot of people take advantage of those after Christmas sales, particularly on the 26th. Can that be even more of a problem if you go in there with that credit card saying, I'm going to get a deal and you tend to overspend? You know, it can be really tempting, especially at the tail end of the shopping season and right after Christmas when there's such good deals available. My advice to consumers would be, you know, make sure you don't get too tempted when there are deals out there, such as free shipping offers and, you know, make sure you stay within your budgets and don't end up buying extra just because there's a deal available. At times, it's just better to kind of stick with what you had on the list and stick with what you were going to purchase. Chica, the Fed has signaled they're finished raising interest rates and they might even go down in 2024. Should consumers wait to make those big purchases? You know, uh, some of that will take a little bit of time for things to sort out. What I will say is, you know, as long as you are uh, making sure you're setting those budgets, following certain budgeting methods, such as the 50-30-20 rule, where you say, okay, 50% of my earned income is going to be set aside for essential needs, such as, you know, rent payments and utilities, and the the 30% is going to be set aside uh, for discretionary purchases, uh, dining, travel, and then 20% for savings. So as long as you follow certain techniques, I think there's good ways for people uh, to keep their budgets on track and their financial situation on track. Do you suggest any particular financial tools to get in shape for 2024? Yeah. So, you know, as consumers are thinking about increasing their savings, paying off their credit cards, there are a number of tools available um, that help consumers stay on track. So I would say from a savings perspective, there are automatic savings tools available. We have, uh, there are spare change programs. Bank of America has Keep the Change program that automatically takes any purchases that you make on your debit card, rounds it up to the next dollar and puts incremental money into the savings account. Consumers can set up automatic transfers, take a portion of their paycheck and on a weekly or a monthly basis, move it into savings. There's just a number of tools that are available to consumers. You know, here towards the end of the mid to the end of 2023, we saw rates on CDs going up. Do you think that they've reached their height and will they be dropping a bit in the new year? Yeah, I mean, based on every indication we see, it feels like the rates have peaked, in fact. Okay, well, we want to thank Shika Nerala. She's the Managing Director of Consumer and Small Business Products for Bank of America. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And go to bettermoneyhabits.com. You're going to see a lot more um, education and resources available that you can use to keep track of your financial situation in the new year. Shikha Narala from Bank of America. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's 628. I'm Libby Collinson from Vince Catrano and Eric Bilstead. Uh, Adam, before you get into the news, Mm -hmm. there's a question I have. What's that question, That's bothered me all weekend. What you got? How in the world did Spirit Airlines lose a six-year-old kid? They watched too much Home Alone and thought, hey, let's make this happen in real life. (laughs) Can you believe that? Can you believe they put a kid on an airplane in Philadelphia who was supposed to end up in Fort Myers and he ended up in Orlando? Well, I mean, you know, you're Fort Myers, you're Orlando. There's only like about a four-hour difference between those two places. (laughs) 
if you don't know Florida. Well, and here's the other thing. And this is what I really don't understand. Because the grandmother, apparently, when the plane landed in Fort Myers and there was no no six-year-old, was able to run back onto the plane and ask the flight attendant where the child was. How did she get onto that plane? Yeah, because... I have to gather myself because it's just so crazy. We've all watched the movie where the Hallmark movie where the guy's running like, no, wait, stop. I've got to get on that flight. And like, yeah, that's not happening, sir. In real life, that doesn't happen. So, yeah, I'm as baffled as you are. I have no idea how she was able to get on the plane. Maybe it's something to do with the fact that it was a child. Maybe that has something to do with it. it if it was her husband that was on the wrong plane, they're probably telling her, yeah, you get that one out on your own. But if you forget your keys or a credit card on the plane, they won't let you back nope. in. But I'm, I mean, it, again, maybe it's the child element of it. Uh, maybe. But I think there's more to that story than we've heard yet. But we'll, I know you'll stay on top of it. We've got Adam Roberts in the newsroom and also Debbie Lazica with traffic. Let's take a look at those roads. Homeowners can use all the help they can get on their taxes. And joining us on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline is Nicholas Forster from Wisconsin's Department of Revenue. And I know a lot of those people, they go over their tax bills with a fine-tooth comb. But there's one thing they should be checking out, Nicholas, and that's that lottery gaming tax credit. Tell us about that. Yeah, sure. One of the questions that I get from taxpayers all the time is just, what is the lottery and gaming credit? So the lottery and gaming credit is a property tax bill credit. And I appreciate you saying folks need to be looking at their property tax bill and looking to see if that line item for the lottery and gaming credit has an amount there. So the lottery and gaming credit you know, it has nothing to do with your personal income tax return that you file in April on tax day, but it's a credit that's only found on your Wisconsin property tax bill. And it's a great tax credit. It's funded by proceeds from the Wisconsin State Lottery. So basically when people play the Powerball or Mega Millions or Mega Bucks, that helps to increase the lottery and gaming credit fund. And all the money that comes out of that fund from the Wisconsin lottery that isn't paid back out to the winners and for regulation administration increases that fund. And the fund for the lottery and gaming credit this year was a record year. It was like $363 million. So that's a, that's a great thing for homeowners in the state of Wisconsin. All right, but you don't automatically receive that, do you? Right. Yeah. So you do have to apply for the credit, but the good news is that you only have to apply for it one time and then it carries forward for all future years. So my recommendation for taxpayers is, first of all, like I said, look at your property tax bill. If you see a lottery and gaming credit amount on your property tax bill, you are good to go. There's nothing more that you need to do. You are getting the credit you are going to continue to get the credit. Now, if you look on your property tax bill, though, and you don't see an amount there, that means that you're not getting the credit. And if you're not getting the credit, then you're going to have to apply with your county or municipal treasurer's office. And there's a a very simple one-page form uh, that you can fill out. Uh, It's located on the Wisconsin Department of Revenue website or you can contact your county or municipal treasurer for that. And then once you apply for the credit, uh, as soon as they approve that, uh, you're going to get the credit and you'll continue to get it. 
But, uh, you know, I'd say also you want to make sure that you qualify for the credit. So, um, like I said, this is a, a property tax bill credit for primary resident homeowners of the state of Wisconsin. And if you're not getting the credit, just three things. It's if on January 1st of 2023, you owned your home and you lived in your home, then you qualify for the credit. So it's a good credit. I mean, isn't for folks who have second homes, vacation properties, rental properties, and it's also not for renters and those who don't own a home, but it's a great credit for the homes that owners live in. Is there a date that you have to apply for this? There is, and it is coming up soon. So in order to apply with your county or municipality, you want to fill out a lottery and gaming credit application by January 31st of 2024. And if you're able to do that, you know, and you haven't gotten the credit yet. So if you're a person who doesn't have the credit on your property tax bill, you can apply with your county or municipal treasurer's office. And what they will do is they will either give you a corrected bill or they can, if you've already made your property tax payments in full, they can send you a reimbursement check for the amount of the credit. Once again, just a reminder, check your tax bill, your property tax bill, and if you don't see that line item for the gaming and lottery tax credit, just reach out to where again? You can contact your local county or municipal treasurer's office. If you want to look for the application, we've got that on the Wisconsin Department of Revenue website. And again, it's a wonderful credit. I hope that all of your listeners check their property tax bills to make sure that if they qualify that they're receiving it because on average, the lottery and gaming credit is about $242 this year. And that amount does depend on your school district, but we'll say if you're a Milwaukee public school resident, you know, the lottery and gaming credit is $265 this year. And I've seen the credit this year as high as $370. So, you know, while every little bit helps in being able to pay your property tax bill, I would definitely say this credit is growing in its size and its impact. Nicholas Forster from the Department of Revenue. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. 640, 42 degrees at WTMJ. Reading the news, you may have seen that there was a recent DAT cap settlement with Dollar General. But what's all that about? Joining us on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline is our consumer expert, Michelle Reinen. And tell us about this. What is this all about? Yeah, so the state of Wisconsin, along with um, municipal partners, our weights and measures inspectors throughout the state, combined together to do a statewide survey of Dollar General based on some past practices. The survey took place between January 30th and February 10th of this year. And during that time, they found 662 violations of price accuracy laws and 53 violations of refund policy disclosure requirements. Now, what all that means is that consumers were being overcharged for packages that were on the shelf. They scanned higher than the shelf price to a point of 17% higher costs than that stated price for those packages. In addition, the signage informing consumers that they're entitled to the difference between the posted price and the price charged at the point of sale was missing in those 53 uh, locations. So we want to make sure that consumers are aware and um, know about this settlement worth over $850,000 
Because they can use this information during this holiday shopping season and throughout the year to remind them to pay attention to the shelf price and what is being scanned and speak up if they have a problem or file a complaint with Consumer Protection. Now, what are you hearing from Dollar General? Do they say that this was just a big mistake? Well, Dollar General isn't admitting any wrongdoing, um, but they have invested $70,000 for verifying price accuracy since learning of the violations. In addition, as part of the settlement, they've agreed to spend approximately $300,000 annually to support price accuracy, and they will be... um, doing price verifications at least every 45 days in their stores to be sure things are working accurately. And the state will continue to monitor the situation. All right. So if you think you've got a problem, whether it's a Dollar General or another store, who do we call? Call Consumer Protection at 1-800-422-7128 or go to the website at DATCP and you'll be connected with the Bureau of Weights and Measures to report the issue. 652, 42 degrees. We're going to get up to about 50 and then to drop back down with those temperatures getting into the 30s by the time we reach, uh, well, by the time the sun goes down. I'm Libby Collins and for Vince and Eric and we've got Adam Roberts here. Adam, uh, I know you mentioned this at 630 about... The curbside tree collection, a lot of people were concerned about that. I know Alderman Bowman um, made sure that it got through the the uh, council, and they are picking up Christmas trees starting today. My question is, who would take their tree down the day after Christmas? Yeah, that's the real hard-hitting news question, Libby. I mean, I know, you know, everyone's different. Some people, you know, they do it just to do it for the kids or for someone else, and then it's, all right, I just want this thing out of my living room. I want to keep my tree, and we do get a real tree every year, my fiancé and I. I want to keep it up as long as I possibly can because you put the effort in to decorate that thing from top to bottom. You don't want to get rid of it the day after the holiday if you're observing Christmas. So that's a very good question. I don't know who would be taking their tree to the curb. But for those that do, yes, today is the day. And, you know, Libby, I want to, I was thinking about this. Every so often I wonder if people are listening, you know, when we broadcast out to our fans. And this story was how I knew that, yes, people are. Because people would come up to me and say, so, Adam, what about those Christmas trees? What's going on down there in Milwaukee? Are we go- Are you guys going to just have thousands of Christmas trees on the street and and the Common Council was very concerned that that would be an actual thing. At least for this year, it's been averted. I know that you're supposed to take the decorations off. But what about the tinsel? It's mm. hard enough to get the tinsel on the tree. But have you ever tried to take tinsel off a tree? Well, we're going to try this year. Uh, yeah, I have done it in the past. And if you're talking about getting every single little strand out of the branches, good luck. I would... That's something I'd pay someone to try and do and just sit back and watch. All right. Now, you've got a dog, right? I do. A little corgi. Adorable. Now, has that corgi ever ingested tinsel? Uh, Not physically. uh, Not yet. Uh, This is our first Christmas with our corgi, Nico. So we're... uh, Now, what we did was, because corgis are shorter dogs and... Nico has not shown a huge ability to jump and leap tall buildings in a single bound. (laughs) So we have the tinsel strategically higher on the tree, and we've kind of resigned ourselves to the bottom of the tree will be mostly just the strand of lights 
and no decorations, no tinsel, so no opportunity for disaster. Debbie, what about you? Um, Any problems ever with a pet with tinsel? Um, Not with a pet, no. Um, I feel your pain about getting it off, though. That's why I use the stuff that's more like garland than actually the the stringy tinsel stuff. I did have a cat once that decided to that she wanted to climb the tree. So from that year on, I actually started to pin the tree to the wall with fishing wire. It worked out great. I came home from work once. This is this is a couple dogs ago, and this dog was crazy. There was no question. Her name was Muriel. So what does that tell you? That was probably the first mistake I made is naming her that. But she knocked over the tree, and ingested a lot of tinsel. And of course, I immediately called the vet, and he said, oh, don't worry, you'll see the tinsel, and let me tell you something, you take that dog for a walk, and when it's time for the tinsel to come out, it does, and it, and it, and it does, well, let's put it this way, it kind of stays intact as the dog walks down wherever they, they're walking. And, and that was the year, and I remember going back out because it was like a vacant lot where I'd walk her. And I remember seeing that tinsel for months and months afterwards. Oh, my. Entwined through the weeds because uh, it doesn't go away. This so you true. better take it that off. That doesn't dissolve. My, my, yeah, my yeah. My point is, if you got tinsel on the tree, you're going to leave it on the ter- curb. Make sure you take it off because you're going to have some very unhappy uh, city workers if you don't. Libby, All right, one we're of, talk uh, we have a, a text. Bit. Oh, I was going to say we have a texter from the two six two answering our question about who takes their tree down on the twenty sixth. That would be the yeah. people who put it up in early November. And there's always a couple of people that as soon as Halloween is through, it's immediately into Christmas mode. I had a coworker once who had just a plethora of trees in their house. I'm talking like more than a dozen throughout their home, and they went up the day after Halloween. So thank you to the 262 for answering that. I know there are people out there. there. Well, it's safe to put them on the curb if you're in the city of Milwaukee because they're going to take them away today. All right, we've got a lot more we're going to talk about this morning, including are you aware that online dating increases between December 26th and February 14th. We're going to tell you about that and so much more. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Morning News 657.